Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back! And we are recording this the Monday after another... Uh, another rough loss for the Lions, 24 to 6 in Dallas, uh, the national noon game. Um, and the Lions had a chance uh, that, you know, to take a lead late in this game in the fourth quarter. They get the ball on the one yard line after a nice screen pass to Brock Wright, who, you know, he got chased back down from behind by Micah Parsons. And then the they get the ball spotted really oddly, uh, like almost like a yard and a half out from the goal line, even though it looked like he possibly could have scored. And then Jamal Williams fumbles for the second time in this game. This time he gives it to the other team and the rest is history. Lions lose 24 to six. That would give the Lions 13, 10 lead. But anyways, uh, we'll dive into all that. But before we do, let's introduce the blue Kool-Aid crew that's here. So we got DJ. Hey, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Hello. Connor. Hello. And then Rudd Dog will be joining us uh, probably later in the episode. Uh, so he'll just kind of pop on. And uh, I'm Big Z. I, I think I forgot to introduce myself. Uh, so, Lions, 24-6. The defense actually comes out and plays well out of the bye week here. Uh, for the most part, you know, there's still a little bumps uh, here and there. But l- let's start there, at least. Let's start with the positive this time. A couple times we start with the negative. Let's start with the positive on the defensive side of the ball. Were you guys encouraged by this performance uh, by the defense in this game? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Our defensive rookies are looking like they could be pieces for the future. Yeah, D- J- Josh yeah. Pascal, uh playing in his first game, uh, got a humongous amount of uh, snaps. I uh, he 56, going. he played 90% of the, 89% of the yeah. snaps on defense this week. So, <laughs> he went from yeah. no training camp uh, to uh, playing 80, 89% of the snaps in one week. Is he winning you over a little bit now, Z? I know you were... I watched. Uh, I watched this game. I I I I, I rewatched <laughs> the game specifically to watch uh, how he played in this game, and uh, he was good against the run. Uh, and he has a lot of work to do against the pass. So, uh, which is his strength is the run defense. Um, and the Cowboys primarily like to run the ball, so it it was encouraging at the very least. Better than I thought, especially the amount of snaps he played. I thought it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely yeah. getting slower throughout the game. So. I'm definitely training camp. I'm encouraged because I I like 
I thought Pascal came out and made an immediate impact. And uh, Kuda, like uh, Dan Campbell said, was his best game as a Lion, and I can't argue with. How him on about that. it? Fifteen tackles. Yeah, awesome. crazy. Played, played mostly in the box too, like a linebacker. Or something. he played more in the box than Derek Barnes in this game. <laughs> he was pretty much an outside <laughs> linebacker for a large portion yeah. of this game, which is pretty wild. Yeah, uh, you don't see that too often. They're adjusting their scheme, you know, to do more what they were doing last year than. You know, trying to contain everything into the middle, like drive everybody, funnel everybody in the middle, mm-hmm. and get them there. So, so yeah, and Michael Brockers got benched, so that was yeah. very encouraging because we have uh, we haven't given him much love on this podcast, and deservedly <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it obviously proven out. Uh, Hutch had a decent game in this one. Uh, two, a couple sacks, a couple nice moves. Uh, Connor, they're playing more out of uh, two point stance. Yes, game. we heard about. The coaches listen to Pascal, me. To see that Pascal is playing out two point a lot too, actually in this game. Uh, so a lot of a lot of different adjustments going on. Yeah, it, it worked yeah. well for Hutch earlier, and I'm glad to see them finally starting to like use player strength. I think Aaron Glenn was maybe a little stubborn with his scheme early on. Maybe that's concerning, mm-hmm. but he has started to adapt, and maybe this is a lesson he's learned. And if the defense can keep figuring it out, and Ben Johnson can figure something out, and Aaron, and if Goff can hold on to the football, maybe we can start winning a few games. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but really, this is like this is a young defense. Uh, you know, I, we we've we've been a little hard on them and deservedly. So I mean, they were giving up those points through four weeks in like NFL history. Now it's the Falcons, um, right? Aren't the Falcons last now? I think they are. Um, and total defense, I gotta go up and look, but uh, I thought I saw that we jumped they had from a rough game against the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals so, slaughtered them. That wouldn't be uh, surprising by any means, but I mean, you got you got Kirby Joseph out there, starting rookie Aiden Hutchinson, then obviously Pascal playing ninety percent of the snaps. Um, Ali McNeil only in his second year. Malcolm Rodriguez, obviously, um, who we've talked a lot about out in here. Uh, so just a really young defense. There's a core there to build around. Uh, we just got to keep hoping it keeps developing. Um, and, w- and one or two of these guys can at least become elite, and then the rest just kind of come along. Uh, I mean, what do you, you guys think about Hutch in this game? I know he had a, a, a one-and-a-half sacks uh, in this game. I thought it was uh, great. If you do go watch back, though, I, there's still a lot of room uh, for improvement. He, he got a lot of one-on-ones in this game that he didn't win. Uh which is still a little concerning to me. I mean, he is a rookie, though. Um, I thought he was. But he, he needs he needs to win more of those one on ones. If you go back and watch, he had a lot of. They left him a lot of, uh, alone on island with the left tackle, uh, and I think he needs to start winning a little more than he is right now. Because sometimes he just gets absolutely buried and has uh, no impact on the play. I think he uh, so has he just got to find his sweet spot. I think he has as many sacks as the rest of the team combined, doesn't he? Uh, probably he has <laughs> four to, he has four and a half and i think the rest of the team is four and a half so he's clearly doing something right as a rookie um, yeah well, i mean three in one game so and uh, uh this is the first game he's made that adjustment back to two point which i think while it works for him it is still an adjustment i think so i don't know i think he'll be fine i'm not at all worried about hutch but you know those are valid criticisms yeah i still want to see more of the d tackle uh position uh, there's there's just nothing in the pass rush from the D tackle position right now. That's that's not encouraging. Uh, 
Yeah, and, and as far as the encouraging on the defense, like you mentioned, Kirby Joseph, I think he's getting better every week. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Okwara had his best game of the year. I mean, the way he was, he was yeah. had some impact out there. And even Owarie making a couple plays. Yeah. What do you think, UJ? I didn't hear your take on the D yet. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, you know, first of all, I, I know there's a lot of criticisms about the coaching in this game. I think this is maybe, in my opinion, one of the best coached games of the year for this staff. And uh, some of you may disagree with mm. that, but uh, that defense played good enough for us to win a game. The offense and the turnovers just... Are you talking uh, about the defense coaching I mean, or co- just, overall coaching? When you say Overall coaching. Because I even think the offensive game plan was pretty good for the most part. You know, when you turn off the ball like that, I mean, it's just, I mean, what are you going to do? Horrible throws by Goff, the fumble by Jamal. I mean, come on. Two I fumbles. So he, he's lucky the other one pretty well. recovered. <laughs> they game planned it well is what I'm saying. You know, and, and at first I was mad at uh, them not calling for a red flag on a couple of those plays. As it turned out, there was good reason they didn't. I accept it. And uh, I think they were probably right to just keep playing. Except maybe that one on the end zone, like you were talking about, Z, they probably got a better spot on that one, maybe. Yeah, it only moved but, uh, a couple inches, so you probably shouldn't challenge that. Um, yeah, but but otherwise, I think it was a fairly well-coached game. Just the execution was not there. And a lot of that's on Goff, who's, uh, I'm afraid, showing his colors. Mm, right but see, yeah. if, if they need to execute yeah. better, that sounds like a, a Patricia quote. They just got to execute no, better. No. Hey, yeah. well, see, I know you said <laughs> in our uh, in our chat that injuries are never an excuse. They're not. I think there is an excuse. They're if you look not. at our offense, we're we could have won that game even without with the injuries. But it you got to admit it does hurt not having DeAndre Swift. Of course, it uh, hurts. But Ron Ross, St. Brown, DJ Shark. You know, we're missing like all our like big yeah. weapons. Although Goff could have scored. That won't have any effects. I mean, come on. I I didn't say it wouldn't have an effect. I say you got to coach better and get these guys in a better position to win the game. Scored six points at the end of the day. They weren't weren't using it as an excuse, but I'm just saying, realistically, the better players give you an advantage. I don't don't see how you can not see that. I think both those things are true. I've never disagreed with that. Both those things are true. Both those (laughs) things are true. Like, the coach doesn't carry the ball. He doesn't throw the like, ball. I mean, they still they have, have to execute. Yeah, exactly. But they do need to execute. Like, the players aren't there. Yeah, Chark's not there. But, like, Goff's pocket presence was terrible. He missed that easy touchdown. Like, this team... Terrible. This is a horrible Goff This game. team horrible. was capable of putting up more than six yeah. points with Goff today. Or whatever, Sunday. It's like it's a mixed bag. I think you're both a little bit right, but... Like the one you uh someone highlighted in our chat, I can't remember. Oh, uh, but on the, like the play 40. action pass, you no, know, Duval Williams whiffs on a um a play action pass. Uh, he put a really weird blocking attempt on an edge rusher, but Vera Goff just steps up in the pocket. There's a wide open guy running deep down the field. Uh, yep. but he doesn't. He trails backwards. This is what we saw last year. He creates his own problems <laughs> by not having good pocket presence and we the first few weeks we, he was he looked great but I, I don't know if like that was just like the training and stuff from the offseason but now that we're deeper in the season he's kind of forgetting some of that stuff i don't know but it was uh yeah bad, bad. and that that interception in the second half on the, the digs is horrible. horrible you if as a quarterback you're supposed to throw that high and outside if, at the very least it sails out of bounds you don't throw it short and inside because that's what will happen yeah 
And what yeah, what I mean, do you yeah. what what do you say, uh, Brad uh, Berryman on sidelinereport.com? Uh, what was oh that? yeah, great article if you want to read it uh, about golf is who we thought he was <laughs> basically, <laughs> and uh, it's a really well written article which uh, it, it, it's titled Golf Jared Goff is who he has always been, <laughs> and it goes into some interesting things. Uh, for instance, when he was with the Rams and they were making their runs, uh, McVay lost confidence in him and he was trying to read the defenses for him in the headphones until they shot oh, him off. Oh, I remember off. that. Because he, yeah. he he didn't trust Goff to uh, do it on his own. And, <clears throat> well, that's a pretty telling thing if that's true. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying it absolutely is true or not, but uh, these are things that uh, why you lost favor in uh, L.A. Yeah. So It's a ter- the turnovers. Know, he's doing the same It's thing consistency. He, he, I feel like when he's yeah. great, he's great, but he can never string together, like, six to eight good games in a row. It's always like two to three where you're like, right. oh my God, he's the guy. And then he does this where he fumbles three times and throws a really bad pick. No, when the, when the pressure gets on him, he falters and he's not elevating anybody else's game. He's just not. Yeah. And, you know, he, he needs to do that. And he, he's not. I agree. It. And he drips around in the pocket. You know, he doesn't step up when he should to like drift to these really deep uh, dropbacks yep, where, exactly. where it's not necessary. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. And oh, one thing, well, Red Dog's trying to connect here, but he 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 was uh, regretted that we drafted Sewell before because he wanted Micah Parsons. But the one-on-one matchup, Sewell and uh, Parsons lined up against each other twelve times, and Parsons had one hurry, and that was only because Goff uh, messed up in the pocket and like went was running weird. But it was a good game uh, from Sewell. It was Sewell's <laughs> awesome. Sewell's amazing. He's definitely a top three player yeah. on this team. I think that's. Yeah, I actually yeah, kind of no, look no forward to him taking over left tackle one day because uh, De- De- Decker did not have a good game in this one, uh, particularly. Evan Brown didn't have a great game uh, from the right guard spot. He had a couple yeah. crucial holding calls. Uh, one was a little, one was very questionable. Then the Anzalone well, the cowboy defensive bump. holding. Yeah, you always get the uh, cowboy bump. Ex- <laughs> yeah, the Anzalone <laughs> defense holding was just preposterous. That made no sense. Horrible. If anything oh, was holding yeah. on the offense, a guy. <laughs> I, I still think overall our offensive line is a strength. I thought they played well overall. I mean, you're finding some flaws, but I mean, that's that's one of our better pieces right now. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. The Which biggest is why we have the enough offense. pieces to win. <laughs> we I mean, the receiving core is not there in the running game. Williams like fumbling for the first time ever, and of course he picks the play on the one yard line to do it. Like. There was some bad luck and bad play. And, like, when you were missing your top receivers, you can't afford that. And, unfortunately, they had, like, their top offensive players were all playing badly. Maybe Hawk was playing fine. I don't know. But it's just that was a weird game. Yeah. Sad game. Uh, yeah. yeah. But in the, the hit of the game, to me, well, there's a couple. The one on Zeke that, like, kind of bent his knee. Uh I think Deshaun Elliott put oh, on it. Ooh, that was a yeah. That was a good that one. Was Elliott. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was it was a good hit. It was a solid hit, legal hit, and then uh, the Kirby Joseph hit was awesome. That that's highly encouraging. This is a guy that like creates turnovers. That's what he's yeah. in the game to do. And and he dropped the other interception earlier. Uh, that was a killer. He yeah. was right there. Uh, he, he's around the ball, triple man. coverage. Yeah. He's got instincts, and that's what they drafted him for. Um. And so, yeah, get play them as much as you can, now, yeah, man. Develop some of these. But yeah, guys. I mean, right now the Lions are in prime position to draft a new quarterback because uh, they are they have the first pick in the draft that, that the season ended today. I just want to remind listeners, okay, it's not over that 
Going back to before the right before the draft, I was saying we should draft Bailey Zappi, and I was third or fourth round. I can't remember fourth, the round. Fourth round is what he went in. Yeah, we could have easily had him, and we could have had a, uh, if nothing else, a developmental backup quarterback instead of these schleps we got, you know, as second stringers. Nate Sudfeld, and I, we totally passed on something like I that. I still disagree with that. Uh, if he's only going to be a backup, I I still yeah. think those and he's he's no, currently I, getting spanked I, around the most, by the Bears, so maybe he's not the legend you think he is. Well, they benched Jones, put him in, and he immediately well Jones two touchdowns sucks too. immediately. I don't know. I don't I'm know if that's saying. a good argument. I mean, both guys have had like a limited uh, the pro- the point <laughs> is about a time it, to prove it, themselves. We, we don't have we don't have an option after Goff really. You know, what are we going to do? Goff plays another bad game. Does Campbell bench him? And we put uh, uh, put that I guy. That guy's name, but, uh, do, yeah, do we put him in? He's that hey, guy. I, I, would rather have Zay, I would rather have Zappy as our backup than uh, James Mitchell, who we took in the fourth round. So I will say that. Anyway. Anyway, I, I think I think we kind of dropped the ball there with the quarterback position. I'm not saying we had to draft a franchise guy, but we had to draft well, somebody we thought we could develop. We do have the number one didn't. overall pick currently, so we could fix that. Hey, but the season's not over yet. CJ Stroud season. You still got to pick the right one. You know, the, still got to pick the right the, one. The, the Lions <laughs> are only two games out of the seventh spot uh, behind the, the, I think the Packers still hold the seventh seed, actually, at three and four. Oh, the Packers look horrible, too. So. We're going to make the playoffs, yeah. but let's just say hypothetically, Stroud or Young right now. Which way do you guys go? Stroud. Stroud. I think I agree. Stroud. I'd go Stroud. Stroud. Some people are high on Young. I'm just curious if you guys, how you guys feel about it. Well, Young is like. Uh, Kid from the Cardinals, or he's what five eleven. He's uh, six. Yeah, he's very eight, mobile. Six I'm not saying he's a. Does bad he do his homework? I'm like Kyler Murray. Do you like that stat? Like Kyler Murray is. Oh, like, with the cod uh, stats, like two and twenty four on when Call of Duty double XP weekend. I saw that stat. It's <laughs> all so funny. It's really funny. Um, I hope but, we yeah. don't. I hope uh, Goff lights it up though, because I'd really like to get that Will Anderson from uh, Alabama, who's not a quarterback, mm-hmm. another defensive Ooh, beast. There you go. But, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, this is it, it's interesting because uh, right now the Lions hold the first and twentieth pick, uh, but there's some other teams out there with multiple high picks that can move up. But it, you know, we have a long time to talk about that. Uh, yeah, no, we. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I was just curious. I wanted to pulse check on the quarterback. Yeah, in this game, or you know, Josh Reynolds finally went under uh, Connor in his receiving yards. One catch for eight yards in this game. Ah, oh, finally! Thank <laughs> yeah. God I forgot to bet on this game. So, uh, it really, it really <laughs> stunk. Uh, Amon Ra catches one ball and has one like reverse. Uh, or no, that wasn't him on the reverse carry. That was Khalif Raymond. But basically, Amon Ra has his one catch. Gets he, he, he gets up a little shaken. Uh, then he has to go to the concussion protocol and he passed like instantly. Like he's like, I'm ready to go out on the field. But the NFL said, no, he looked a little shaky getting up on the field. So you're out for the rest of the game, despite passing all our neuroscientists, uh, you know, tests. What are the point of the test? I don't know, because once you get up wobbly, you're out of the game anyways. The NFL. I, I don't understand the tests uh, <laughs> afterwards. They, they seem to be pointless if that's how they're going to, you know, make the ruling now. Uh, going back in the field. That's the yeah. Tua rule. If this happened yeah. five weeks ago, this you would have been back in the game just fine. Uh, there'd been no incident, but now because uh, of that, he was not back in the game. Yeah, I mean, I get it that they're trying to protect the players, but I don't know. It seems like they're still trying to figure it out how to apply this rule. And it, 
Hopefully they'll clean it up for yeah. next year. You know, they're trying to protect the players at the same time. The players uh, have incentives and they get paid based on their performance on the field. So in some ways they're not protecting the players because they don't allow them to hit those incentives to get paid. Well, out. incentives, but I'm talking about people with the CTE I'm just saying they're not that stuff. You know, I, I know. I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying if the guy is t- completely fine to go back in the field and they don't let him back on, that works against yeah. them. I mean, if you're just talking about the well, players wanting to play, they're always going to say, put me back in, you know? So you, yeah. Well, you know, back in my day, okay, when I played college football, cigar. I want to tell you something. When I got hurt on the field, which happens sometimes, you get your bell rung. We didn't have concussions back then, and, and other things didn't you know, exist. They haven't like, been invented whatever. yet. But the main thing you do is not show anybody that you're hurt. You got to get up, get back to the huddle, and no matter how bad it hurts, you can't let anybody know it hurts. Yeah. The guys in the huddle might know, but you can't let the. Coach and you can only speak in one-word sentences. Yes. They're like, if you, if you extend it <laughs> out to like five or six need? words, you're going to start slurring at some point. How many words do you need? Come on. Dude. There there was another guy historically who, I forget who it was, a pro player who he got up slow every time. Like he was always hurt. So you never knew if he was hurt was or a not. running back. That was, uh, uh, who was it? I thought that was kind of a brilliant strategy. Disguise it by just always moving slow. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyway. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the off... Do we put most of this offense performance on Goff? Um, like, I mean, you guys said the coaching was great. So, is there no one else to blame? Well, uh, there's for, some scheme issues points? too. I mean, it's got to be on Goff, Ben Johnson. It's got to be a little on everyone. Goff, I think, gets over fifty percent of the blame. Me, Goff, and Williams for the fumble. I mean, uh, he played great otherwise, but that fumble was that a key was fumble. Yeah, very. Yeah. Goff needs to step up there, though. He has a pocket. He needs to be more aware. On the fumble? He, he, I felt that was one thing I felt like he Overall, was dropping way back. Oh. Was it the fumble or the sack? Uh, I'm thinking of, sorry. I'm, well, was he, the fumble he the late one? twice. So. Are you talking about? Yeah. The one when Jamal, like, did the play action and then the guy went outside and Jamal had to, like, that was, he didn't fumble on that play. Try to he run him by. Is that that No, that wasn't I'm talking about the goal yeah, line. And the, when he but, called it the one. Oh, yeah. when Jamal fumbled. Pretty sure he ran yeah. to our own guy. That too. was the play of the no. game right fumbled. there. Yeah. To me, that was, above all, that was the play. Like, you can blame Goff, and he definitely didn't help with his interceptions, but that fumble was the worst error of because it was an unforced error. Like, like, they didn't make it happen. It wasn't like we got beat there. We literally just gave up our chance to go ahead on just a our own mistake. That's just yeah. so but, then we stopped him, though. The Dallas, you know, we got yeah. the ball back. So that's encouraging. On the plus side, our defense did step up a little. Right. I think you can – that's a big testament to the coaching this week. I know we didn't seal up everything. Our offense regressed. But the fact that they can show that our defense can, you know, adapt and actually play with some effectiveness, like, to show it wasn't just the players and that the coaches can adapt, I think that actually is more promising. Probably the biggest takeaway from this whole week was that adapting – and an improvement on defense. Now, if we can just get our offense back on track, you know, we might be able to string some wins together. Yeah. And it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, the, the lions are home against the dolphins and then the Packers. Uh, I mean, all these games are winnable. Then they're in at Chicago at the giants who are by a lot of like, at least, uh, NFL analysts, like the worst six, one team, they they win every game by one score. It's remarkable. Uh, they're like the anti Lions from like a few years ago when the Lions were just losing every game by one score. 
uh, or the if you watch like Nebraska football the last few years, uh, the anti Scott Frost uh, who like lost thirty games by one score at Nebraska or something like Why that. Why can't we be the anti Lions one year? Just win every game <laughs> one time. That'd be nice. I know. I know. It's coming. It's you know, coming. You well, we saw how that goes though. As Lions fans, we had a six and one start once, and then uh-huh. we screwed the pooch that year. Is that the year they finished True. ten and six? No, we finished no, seven no. and nine. Seven, seven and oh. nine. Oh no, seven John Kitno was our quarterback. Uh, didn't they? I gotta. Didn't they start the five and zero oh, the ten and six season where they lost to New Orleans? Am I crazy? I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. We definitely. Was it was five and zero, oh, like the Monday night game. Uh, Monday night game against yeah, the Bears. Game, sorry. Yeah, very yeah. memorable game. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that that seven and one season where they yeah. were seven and one and then lost out. I had a hundred dollar bet. On that season, that the Lions would win eight games. <laughs> they were seven one. I'm practically counting the money, man. And they just didn't win another. Game. Oh my god, it was That's unbelievable. Only oh, the Lions could do that. Yeah, all the Lions. That was the year Sean Rogers was yep. the uh, carried the team for six, seven games. And he then did literally when <laughs> the one game he struggles a bit, and uh, Marinelli instantly puts it all on him. Like uh, he's just like I mean, a lot of fans are turning on him, but he was like and then our, we, one of our best players. And then when he left, he was hands worse. down our best player. <laughs> one of our best. Yeah, our best. He was the best. Yeah, Monster best player. Period. Then I'm sorry, that guy. I, I've never seen a D lineman. No, few D linemen have affected the game the way he could when he was on. Like. And those guys are like Aaron Donald. So like he yeah. was just a monster. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Block <laughs> kicks. He could do it all. That. that was nice. Yeah. Score. And then we traded him for Lee Bodden <laughs> and presumed and proceeded to put him on the bench <laughs> to earn his. <laughs> what a joke. I, I thought Brock Wright oh. uh, looked good in this game and 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 Hawk, yes. and Hawk looked pretty decent yeah. as well again. Um, but you know, Brock Wright maybe he's playing to replace Hawk for next year. Uh, you really offense. don't want that contract. Yeah, no going. And I see every week, I just think, like the, I just think there's better use of our money, unfortunately. As much yeah. as I like uh, Hawk, I just don't think he's yeah. worth what he's seeking to get yeah. paid. You'll get to see us without yeah, a good I, tight end again and see how I enjoy that. <laughs> well, the aforementioned hey, listen, James it, Mitchell, yeah. our I mean, fourth round draft pick, uh, is yeah. sitting around there doing something every week. Uh, not doing much on the field. After watching Kittle and Kelsey take over games lately, I, I'm still down to see what Hawk can, you know, evolve into. I'm hoping, you know, here's the thing. I, I'm I'm not ready to sign Hawk as is, but that being said, he's on a tr- path of progression where I think by the end of the season, I might be eager to sign him because look, our off our offensive receiving core is decimated. We're we're rolling with scrubs. I mean, I know we got Ray, Cleef Raymond and Reynolds were not supposed to be the featured part of this game plan, you know, this season. And Hawk has stepped up a lot in that, but so is right. But Hawk, Hawk has stepped up and he's making plays. If he can continue to progress and become a better blocker and become, you know, get that level Kelsey Kittle, oh man, that'd be a big part of, you know, our potential Super Bowl future. Yeah. Like TLC says, mm. no scrubs. We don't want no scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no scoops. It's like the other oh, guys are hey, quoting that. Yeah. On this subject, and I got to bring this up. I don't want to say I'll just say, you know, it's always hard to Beautiful. see. And this kind of speaks back to what UJ said earlier. Um, the, the, guys, the guys catching the ball are only as good as the guy 
throwing them the ball and does golf elevate them i i i don't think so i i think no, there's some i think, I think there's something better out there i think there's something better out there at, out there at 35 million dollars a year it's possible three weeks from now we're like holy shit golf's doing everything for us but that's right. the thing with golf is you're always going to have three good weeks and then we'll, you're gonna have two to three bad weeks yeah i mean that one interception was brutal that first one where he terrible. just dropped it short like he had the guy it's possible deep, he, just, he rides know, out the rest of the season farther. looking great and we're forgetting about the first overall pick but i don't know i mean and we've been if jameson williams ever comes oh, yeah. close isn't he he's got to be close yeah. now uh, I don't. I wouldn't expect to see him. Too. You know, even after the Lions were the highest scoring offense in the NFL through the first four weeks of golf, we were we were extremely encouraged by this golf performance. Uh, but it, he needs to keep it up for an entire season in order to really prove that he could be the quarterback of the future. And unfortunately, he's regressing <laughs> after a great first four weeks. I think he's regressing. It, it's a pocket presence. It goes back to what we saw last year. He's drifting back in the pocket, yeah. creating his own yeah. problems. That don't, are, yeah. There's a problem that isn't there, and he's making them appear frustrating <laughs> yes well i'm not sure there's not a problem there either it's not like the pocket has been exactly pristine lately our old line hasn't been playing its best either i feel like i mean these guys are screaming off the edge a lot and you know i know it's easy yes. to say stuff up in the pocket but <laughs> and that pocket's not always there either sometimes the pocket's collapsing too I, i'm saying he's got to do better but I'm not really to put this all on golf right now either because it's the offense he has did been do well against Seattle as well. With none of the top playmakers. He did really well. But then since yeah. then, without the top playmakers, it's been now maybe there's been scheme adjustments on defenses. It's been brutal. I mean, he's yeah. Yeah. You need guys who can create, especially against well disciplined and talented defenses like the Patriots and like, I mean, I know not, they're not all great defenses we're playing, but you just yeah. need to have guys who can create something. And the golf can't just be throwing guys open. He, I'll admit that. He's not the best quarterback out there. You know, you got to think like, like that. If you and, put Lamar Jackson in that game, if you put like, I don't know, anyone of like, if you put Josh Allen in that game, what if you put Matt Ryan in that game? I'm not saying Matt Ryan's terrible. Well, I'm not, saying, like, yeah. Naming any <laughs> random quarterback yeah. and like comparing them to golf. Matt yeah. Ryan in his day. Maybe. Um, no, yeah. I, I meant, I meant there Matt are Ryan elite in like creators a negative out way, there. but uh, Carson Wentz, you know, more negatives. But like, it's you have to think, like, what does Goff offer you versus like what some of the other quarterbacks offer their teams? And I think if Lamar Jackson's in that game for the Lions, I think there's a really good chance they win that game. Especially at $35 million a year. I just want to, yeah. you know, he's going to pay $35 million Well, that's a the year, quarterback so. position now. That's just the way it goes. Like, you're always going to pay your quarterback stupid money on a second contract. You know, you paid that kind of Smith's making $5 million. A goddamn pocket. Geno Smith's a weird you exception. You paid $35 million. Step up. So, what are you guys saying? Are we saying, uh, you know, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are becoming real Potential Definitely off, off number target. one overall where we're sitting. <laughs> they are, but <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. very good point. I mean, I can't really argue with it. I'd like to defend golf, and I do think, like, let's say we went with golf, like, and we actually start to put you know a roster together of actual talent on the like a depth on the you know give them receiving core that's not decimated, a running back crew that's good and stuff. 
Uh, and we actually build our defense next year, add a D tackle, add some, you know, linebacker help and the rest of the team improves. I still think he's going to put you in, you know, the top part of the league, but in our current state, he, he's not, he's just not a guy who's going to carry you when your team's decimated around him in a lot of ways. Like, nope. and I mean, I still think he gives you a better chance to win than a lot of quarterbacks out there. He's just not in that top tier of guys who can, you know, like the Mahomes and the Allens. And I mean, in his own way, Lamar Jackson, I mean, understatement you know, you can make year. your arguments on yeah. what type of understatement of the year. What? I, I thought he's not in the league. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, that's yeah. the best of the best, but, but let's <laughs> see. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Bob. And they just let the clock go down. And like, yeah. What's you know, that all about? I think true. if you had Stafford or somebody, I think they would have taken a shot or two, you know, like uh, tried to do something, but yep. it's a little lack of confidence in golf that they didn't trust him with the ball there. That's a, that's a good point. Maybe it was Matt Stafford. Yeah, I didn't think of it that Maybe way. It was Matt Stafford who encouraged yeah. it. I mean, I'm okay. It, it could have still worked what they did, but I'm just saying if they, if they had a better quarterback, I think they would have tried something there. But that's just my thing. Do you remember what happened when we did try that with Matt uh, Stafford? One time, one time or several Probably. times. I, don't know. Yeah. I can't think a lot of a great billion wins. times we tried well, that. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. There's one play that changed the league's entire perception about mm-hmm. that scenario. End of first half, going for it, and that was when Julius Peppers drilled Matt Stafford into the ground at, on like a pass down, going for it late in the end of the half, and that knocked him out the for the league? rest of the season. None of us no. even remember that. that is ridiculous. That yeah, like, the league. You're pinpointing one play. After that, you watched a lot. Like, I'm telling, you, maybe it's. I mean, I'm, maybe it's come back to normal. But like for a while there, I swear, team, other teams were constantly kneeling out the half and just getting way more conservative, not giving anyone a chance to get teed off on. I mean, maybe it's my own. I think so. Uh, I world. Uh, I think it is. I think it, of it, I all, think it is. I, I'm world. telling you, that it, was. The, it, affected it affected people affected when you, that sure. happened. But, uh, what about uh... <laughs> deeply? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say now. Like, you're yeah. you are roasting Rut Dog. You are coming after him. <laughs> I would never. I would never do that. Roasting me? I don't feel roasted. Rut Dog's a beloved character, <laughs> a beloved part of the Kool Aid crew. <laughs> well, even even with golf, I don't understand why they don't at least take a couple downfield shots or something, or even yeah. run some nifty like routes i don't know do a pitch out wide or something i don't know this some... yeah, he could have at least put together a couple more first yeah. downs and see if you get in field goal range or something you know yeah but yeah it was pretty which, is, which is a difference from uh campbell because he's the gambler you know all each season then he suddenly gets really concerned well that's a beef with campbell is yeah. i feel like once people start dogging campbell he starts to revert into this really conservative version of himself and i feel like he's not always consistent with his philosophy my hope is that he's still bracketing it. That this is an an overcorrection towards more conservative, and that he's going to find a more comfortable middle ground and, and choose his shots and moments more appropriately as he learns. That's that's the hope anyway. Like that, this is just him, you know, going the other way. Not because he's all you know. Oh my God, people are criticizing me, but just because you know things aren't working and he has to try things differently. You know he. It's not whether or not people are criticizing him. He has no choice but to change his ways. So, I mean, this seems like an overcorrection. Let's hope, you know, he hones it in and, and gets, you know, a good fire for effect next year. Hey, uh, Z, okay. I want to talk to one thing about the coaching. You, you brought up in the chat 
Um, I think we, the rest of us kind of like coaching mostly, but you said bad coaching, plain and simple. Uh, was your analysis of the game? Yeah. And I, I'm not just talking about you, but a lot of Lions fans, uh, if you go on the uh, podcast or, you know, you go on the radio and, uh, fan pages, people are jumping off the ship left and right, you know, uh, Holmes and, and, uh, Campbell, but now that we're at our lowest point of the season, I'm doubling down. I think these are the right guys for the team. You know, people are getting the, the ships getting rocked, the waves. Like after the Patriots game, I got knocked off the rail, but I, I hung on. You know, and now I'm climbing back on. I've strapped myself to the mast, and I'm like full speed ahead. This team, this is the right, the right crew for this team, and it's gonna happen. We just got to be patient, man. A little more patience yes. after next year's draft. Yes. We're going to be competing for the whole thing. You're like Lieutenant yes. Dan. You got your shirt off. You're like, you come go, after man. me, God. That was Strike a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm psyched now. It's always darkest just before dawn. Hey, no, I, you can't I, in Big Z's defense, I do this too. In the heat of the moment, I will say things in the chat that I don't really mean, but I'm so mad that I have to say something. So I'll attack the first thing I think of. Big Z, yeah. it was Campbell. Me, I don't know, some. Well, I wasn't, I'm not totally going to, I was just saying the Lions fans in general, there's a lot of them like that. I'm not, and I just, that's why we drink it out. You're saying Big Z has left off the ship and he's swimming ashore. That's what you're saying. (laughs) He's out there looking for a quarterback and a coach. He's like, CJ Stroud, where are you? I am looking for a quarterback. Uh, I, I did not say I'm jumping off the ship of this coach. I'm kidding. I was just kidding there. I don't think you've jumped the ship. I was was making fun of Bob a little bit there. But it's nice but imagery, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, loved it. It was good. Loved it. So, Z, is that? Are you going to defend your position? What's up? I mean, I defended it earlier in the podcast uh, when you were on, but uh, oh, okay. you know, I'll just be because we were talking about like what I what I was talking about. Like, I was comparing the the situation of what the Giants have to what we have, and I I would argue we have maybe slightly more talent in some regards, minus Saquon Barkley. Um. And and they're managing to go five one, uh, and and we, we cannot uh, pull out a victory because of late game in a lot of ways, late game decision making, <laughs> and uh, there's just some concerns there for me in that in that regard. Now, I I know we're part of a six year plan here. I can't fault them for like, uh, we, well we can fault Holmes for having Jared Goff at quarterback, um, and maybe drafting well, some of these guys that are very yes. injury prone. But as far as Campbell and the coaching staff, uh, I I still believe in what they're doing overall just they they need to put it all together what game oh yeah always but what about in that game in that game in particular that was what you were talking about or was your the the biggest game uh, yeah because in that game i really thought that vikings game game, that is undisputably on dan campbell what you guys are saying these players need to execute more my first thought was that's a patricia quote (laughs) that we heard that a million times out of patricia so you can ask is discipline though like is the discipline there that's coaching if it's about players executing better then that that is not an excuse you need to come up with a better scheme here fumbling that's what drives me nuts putting a player's best position to succeed but the fumbling but it's not just one thing. The fumbling is the one thing, thing that it's game. like when it's no, no, it's the thing because it's, it highlights it above all. The one thing we're supposed to be able to rely on more than anything else statistically is Jamal Williams holding on to the damn football. The one Fumble twice time in this game. Fumble twice in this he game. loses a 
Yeah, but the one time he loses it, the first time he's ever lost a fumble, and he we lose the game pretty much because of it. But that's the, I'm just saying that's the kind of like snake bitten like thing going on right now. It all like it's they need to get over this because like it's that kind of thing that we've seen time and time again. We always find a new thing to go wrong, regardless of what we correct. Like <laughs> that's what's so maddening. Even when everything else is right, we finally were. And probably most Lions fans the out one. there would be saying, "No this, reason." This, this, this the Lions. <laughs> this is what happens yeah. to them. No right? like, It does. But what do you guys think? I'm just briefly, because we're getting late here. But uh, yeah, if you look at the the team, what they're doing, the players they they got in, and what they need, don't you think they're on the right path? I mean, I do. I really like Brad Holmes drafting so far. I know you can youngest... pick a couple choices, but he's got some good picks late in rounds. And like Pascal and all that, mm-hmm. like they're playing the long game with Williams and those guys. Like they're we may not we may be frustrated with that, but they're playing a different game than we are. Like they're thinking long term and we're thinking short term. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and to Pascal Connor, uh I know the injury and all that, but you saw out there, he flashed what they saw in him. You could tell when yeah. he's rushing that power and speed. Like he steps out, he look, he stands out. Even if he didn't, you know, produce a lot in his first game ever, he, he first you can tell they drafted training him. Camp, he played a ton of snaps, like we talked about earlier on the pod. And I don't think he did that bad. I think there's a feature there. So I'm high Absolutely. on the draft. Absolutely. Hey, I want to bring up one thing. We can make yep, it really quick. It. All right. I know it's going long, but uh, it's one week to the trade deadline in the nfl november 1st so uh who <laughs> who who do we not trade no way no how or do we put everyone up there as well, our young guys or, obviously well, yeah, yeah really like suel Hutch, hutchinson yeah. rockers no, we no, can trade yeah, okay. for the uh washing machine yeah right. okay how, how i'll about, trade him how away for free yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah very easy mm. trade block uh, piece right there what is the guy going Yeah, but you know us? he's a dynamic he's player. Some team could really use a guy like that. Give you a couple good draft picks. What about Hot? Yeah, give mm. us something. No way. No. Mm. I'm just saying, man. Mm. I mean, we're talking draft capital. Depends we're on what talking draft capital. Hot uh, could probably go for I don't a want fourth round. Capital. Capital. I want good players. I think you get more than that. I'd rather target like a player out there than draft capital. Like if you could trade for I like a defender that. or I something. Doubt that would happen. I don't know. Just asking. I just had to ask a question because I, I think nothing should be off the table personally. But uh, well, the Hawk one's really interesting. I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, one in five likelihood of making the playoffs is. almost none with that type of record uh, statistically in the NFL. Not Plus, impossible, obviously. Uh, but uh, you, yeah. So the thing with it, UJ. Um, if Hawk gets signed for big money, then the Lions probably get a third round compensatory draft pick. Uh, so that is something else to consider too. So would you rather trade him for a fourth rounder, or you just let him play out the season? You get the compens to co- compensation uh, in the late third round. I think you get more than a fourth rounder for Hawk. I think a fourth rounder, I think so. fourth, a tight silly. end. Uh, that'd be fourth rounder. It, it, you would have to get more than that. No, if, to, to trade him, though, um, I guess is what I'm right. saying. Because otherwise, he'll, he'll probably get away. a decent contract and probably get the Lions probably get third or fourth round uh, draft pick compensation for losing him in free agency. Yeah, I'm not saying we give players away. I'm I'm saying like if, if some 
marvelous deals come out. Mm-hmm. There's not a receiver. The only safe receiver on this team is St. Brown and well, Jameson Williams mm-hmm. and St. Brown at this point. I mean, pretty much <laughs> nothing. No one's overly impressed. Raymond's solid. But... Mm. You're not nah, get I don't think so. Uh, the thing is, you can't even afford. Yeah, you're not going to get anything. And the good thing like, about Brad Holmes and his free agent them. wide receiver <laughs> signings is that he signs them to one year deals. The bad news is that they have all not turned out to be very good so far. <laughs> okay, what about Taylor Decker? Yeah, what it looks like Taylor we're in. Throw that no. one. Ah, uh, no, I don't. I, no, no. Smooth Sewell to left. We For what? Send another right huge piece. On the draft. For Micah Parsons. I'm just saying. I trade Taylor Decker for Micah Parsons. And 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 it's this is not the last year's contract, so I, I would not say. Uh, well, that makes it more attractive to a right, but I I don't I think Lions want in for the future. I, I would highly imagine. I do too, but you have Sewell inevitably coming over that left side. It's going to become an issue at some point. I think Decker depends on what you get. Exactly. Like, but don't we, as Lions fans, maybe I don't know, if coaches do the same thing. We fall in love with players because we have nothing else to fall in love with because they don't win ever. We fall in love with players. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe un, rightfully so. I mean, we you know why we just like we can't let people go. We like the guy. He's a good guy. He just had a he plays really well. He too. played well. You know, like I mean, we like Joseph Fourier. Like I don't he's want Decker ex, to go. He's an excellent player though. Decker's not Fourier. Decker's like one of the top players in the league. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. <laughs> It's not to, no, I'm not talking about just one game, but yeah. I mean, look at Belichick does does it all the time. He trades guys in his prime. He, he's done it his whole history. That's I mean, true. I'm just saying. Yeah, but if you yeah, we tried the picture, it sucks. <laughs> oh yeah. Here's here's the thing: if you can, let's say you trade Decker for like a first and a second or something like that, like I mean, that could be serious capital towards building your future. And he he's going to leave eventually. You have his air. It's hard to find one. And they're really hard to find. Well, but a right, t- it's it's easier, it's easier to find a right tackle than a left tackle. We'll already have an elite left tackle on the roster. I'm just saying it's something we're going to have to deal with at some point. I wouldn't say it's right that easy to find a right tackle. I hate that idea. I didn't say yeah, it was easy. Swift, if you're going to give up some, it's start, easier. Up Swift, he's more replaceable. Swift makes say. more sense. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't want to get rid of him either. But that would make more sense. Well, I don't either, but he's not on the field half the I mean, time. So, I mean. Yeah, it's like right, we don't have him anyway. Whatever, but I don't, I like him. I, don't, I threw it out there. I wanted to see what you guys thought. So, <laughs> We're considering it right off yeah. of there. All right. No, I like it, DJ. I like it. It has to be. Points being made. I mean, Christian McCaffrey just went for a second, third, fourth, and a fifth. <laughs> Crazy yeah. compensation for one running back. Yeah, and who won that trade? It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And who do you guys think oh, won that I trade? I mean, the week one, it looks like the Panthers. Because not only that, the Panthers also don't have I mean, twelve million dollars salary for the next three years. So the I only, definitely think the Panthers. If won the it. Niners win the Super Bowl, then they won the trade. But otherwise, I don't yeah. see it happening. Yeah. <laughs> and the the Rams are the Rams are trying yeah. to trade. I mean, that's the thing too. It's crazy. The 49ers got six third round draft picks because three of their coaches slash front office guys got hired by. Uh, other teams and their uh, minorities. So they got, you get two third round draft pick compensation when that happens. And they get three of them <laughs> signed in one off season. So they got six third rounders. Oh my God. Um, so they, so that's, I think the reason for trading away so much draft capital for running back. But at least that's how they'll just 
that's how they've sold it. Um, but anyways, I think uh, we've talked about a lot, and I think this is a good place to yeah. come to an end for this episode. Right. So, Lions lose 24-6. They'll be hosting the Miami Dolphins um, next week at Fort Fields, and the Lions are going to try to right the ship. Uh, so let's hope they can. And we will not be jumping off the ship. We'll be right <laughs> on that ship with them. <laughs> right. Of course not. We'll be we'll be playing the cello and the <laughs> and then, um so thank you to Sideline Report, the, the aforementioned sideline report.com for hosting this podcast. Always greatly appreciate that. Go check out um that golf article and other articles on there by Brad Berryman and their team. Um thank you uh or, or I'm sorry, Instagram at drinking the blue Kool-Aid twist Twitter at drinking lions. Follow us on there. Let us know your thoughts on this current regime, uh, if you think we're on the right track, the wrong track, so on and so forth. And thank, and thank you to, of course, our producer, KJ. 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 All right. We're getting better. We're getting better on that one. So, awesome. And thank you to the listeners. We always greatly appreciate it. Uh, so subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, we get your podcasts. Um, and please leave a review. Always greatly appreciate that. Otherwise, gentlemen, listeners, we thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back later this week previewing uh, that Dolphins game at, at Ford Field this upcoming Sunday. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go! 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 go. Down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go! Go. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.